Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Tuesday morning. You know, I, uh, I, uh, while I was on vacation, a lot of things happened in the sports world. You had the first weekend of college football, and I wanted to talk about it with somebody. And I'm like, I, I don't take our relationship for granted, but it's, it's kind of like I'm spoiled. You know, I come in here every morning. I got Ned Reynolds to talk about sports with, and when you don't have that, you're just kind of like, oh my god, I got, I got to talk about. Wait, who, who's and I'm looking at the dog and he's just looking at me, just going, "What?" You know, the dog is saying, what on earth are you talking? Now, what are you about? talking about? I don't care about Arkansas and Texas game. I don't care about K State winning. What? Who cares? And I'm just like, "Ah, oh, damn it! I need to get back to work." But I'm glad to be back, and we've got a lot to talk about. Um, first, uh, Kansas City Chiefs game. I, you know, they always say, "I never thought for one second they couldn't pull it out." And I'll tell you, being in the stands. It was interesting because those those three o'clock games are tough because everyone gets out there in the morning and they're out there on that lot and it was hot. Oh my god, it was hot! And by the time we get in there, we're all just kind of like sleepy afternoon kitties, just like uh. Then all of a sudden, right there in that second half, boom! Just the place erupted. It was unbelievable to be there, and you know, I I just. That's why my voice sounds like this. Thank goodness the Chiefs weren't out there tailgating with you. Yeah, oh Otherwise, they never would have done it. <laughs> Brother, I think they actually were, and that's why it took them almost a full half to wake up. They're, uh, they're, they haven't changed all that much. Their attack is virtually the same. Yeah, give it to Mahomes and let him do his magic. Offensive line, I really felt like it played a lot better, but not as good as I thought they were going to do. Uh, Orlando Brown had a tough day. He trying to figure out the schemes, and you're playing a pretty doggone good team now. The Cleveland Browns are better than good. They're an outstanding team. I hope, and I'm being cynical down the road, but if they play again in the playoffs, I hope this uh, loss for them or for uh, and win for the Chiefs and loss for the Browns doesn't come back to haunt the Chiefs. It could, but be that as it may, they kept the pocket, kept the pocket intact, and when Mahomes did scramble. They had nobody out there to defend him, just like the old days. Cleveland had not prepared for that. So uh, <clears throat> from that standpoint, I thought the Chiefs played very well. Still, they are vulnerable to the run. Gave up over 150 yards rushing to two good runners. When the Chiefs played the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night, Baltimore's not going to have that kind of attack. No. It'll be just exactly what Lamar Jackson can do. And he did a lot last night in their game. That was a crazy good Monday night game. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but also, you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball, the Chiefs are missing some uh, pretty big key players. And, and, I th- think... and that made a difference. The fact that those three key players, including uh, Honey Badger, uh, Tyran Matthew, not in there, did make a difference. I hope that's what the case was. I still have some doubts about how strong Kansas City is defensively, but we'll see. I'll tell you right now, though, uh, the hometown boy, Nick Bolton, he fired that crowd up big That's time. He, he was, he was, he had a day, especially for a rookie. I mean, he had to step up, and he definitely did step up. He was pumped and ready, and <clears throat> he's going to be a good addition to the uh, Kansas City ball club. Bolton's the Missouri Tiger. Yeah. Uh, comes in here as a solid ball player. He's big time in the SEC. When you're big time in the SEC, you can play in the NFL. Yeah. And he, this, this guy did. He definitely showed it. Um, so, yeah, that's why my voice sounds like this. Mm-hmm. Because, and I apologize to the family in front of us, as always. I told the dad at one point, I was like, right now I'm at a four. You got your kids with you. By the end of the game, I was at a ten. So it just <laughs> it didn't even really matter. 
So last night, first uh, Monday night football game of the season, you got the uh, first attended game in Las Vegas at the Toilet Bowl, as I like to call it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, at first I was kind of like, God, there, there was just the first half was really, really sloppy football. But then it started to click for both teams, I thought. And then I ended up going to sleep, so I missed the overtime. But then I woke up this morning and saw it, and it's like, oh, man, they really did have a shootout to the uh, end. Utterly unbelievable in many, many respects. Now, I'm going to preface my remarks by saying the Chiefs will beat either one of these teams. They're, they're just plain better. So the Ravens and the Raiders are going match to match, and it looks like they go into overtime. The Raiders had to come back and tie the game, which they did with a very nice comeback. Derek Carr was right on with his passing. Baltimore is good. They're not great. It's Lamar Jackson and whoever they throw in there in the backfield with him. He has no running backs at all to work with. You and I can go in there. At this point... It may happen. But it also, everyone <laughs> jumping on the fantasy train to go get Levy on all those guys, they were in Kansas City. He was in Kansas City last year. He did absolutely nothing. Besides what he's going to say to the press, he did do nothing for the he team. He has nothing There's a reason the he's still on the practice squad he's, for the Ravens. He's, he doesn't have it. No, he does he just not doesn't. have it. He's got to come, come to his own senses and figure that out. Anyway, come back, and the Raiders get a big, big play in the overtime. Take it right down. Guy goes in the end zone, crowds coming on the field, everybody, wait a minute, wait a minute, his knee may have touched. I mean, they had to clear the field. It took him five minutes to get everybody off there. And he is about a half a yard short. They throw, they being the Raiders, an interception. This is utterly storybook incredible. So the tie remains. All right, Baltimore comes back. You have ten minutes to get this done. Otherwise, it ends in a tie. So uh, Baltimore doesn't do anything. Here come the Raiders back. They get sacked on one play, try another one. Carr goes back to throw, fires one downfield, very much like Mahomes, and the guy who catches it is as wide open as you and I are in this studio right now. There was nobody, nobody on the guy, nobody at all. Makes it, All he had to do was catch the ball, which he did. If he dropped it, my God, the crowd would have come out and lynched him. But uh, he goes in for the touchdown, and... Uh, Las Vegas is the winner at 33-27 in just a bizarre football game. But, again, I'm going to tell you, the Chiefs will beat either one of them. Like I said, it was a very sloppy, sloppy game, at least the the game that I watched. It was entertaining, nonetheless, because I really don't like both teams. So it was funny for me to watch, but at the same time, sloppy. Um, You know, I I was definitely uh, rooting for the Pigs in Arkansas over the weekend when they beat Texas, and that's that's one of the things that you hear in Fayetteville a lot when you're down there is doesn't matter what you do, just beat Texas, and that's definitely going to happen when Texas tries to get into that SEC in a few years. Well, which will probably be in 2023. And this was a great rivalry in the old Southwest Conference days, Mike, which you may or may not remember, but Arkansas and Texas were great rivals. Played for the national championship. In the 1969, Richard Nixon, the president, going down and declaring the winner, which turned out to be Texas. Now, everybody's saying, boy, the rivalry is renewed. This is great. They're coming into the SEC with the Razorbacks. The Longhorns have a long, long way to go before they're ready to compete with that level. They aren't very good at all, and Arkansas smoked them with the better team. I don't know how good Arkansas really is. They are nationally ranked, but the fact of the matter remains that Texas is nowhere near ready for the SEC yet. They, they're going to have to get a whole lot better. Uh, it was a great game, though. Definitely a great day in Fayetteville, and I bet you there's some people that are still probably partying oh, from yeah. that win big time. You know, I talked last hour about missing out on uh, talking sports with you. That was 
pro football and college football, really, because I'm super excited it's all back. Fans are back in the stands. There was a lot of things that happened, a lot of upsets in both worlds, and uh, we're rolling now. One thing I didn't miss was talking about the St. Louis Cardinals because, you know, this is kind of a bummer being a Cardinals fan towards the end of the season. It's just not been great, but uh, recently they haven't been looking too bad. They are among the hottest teams in baseball in the National League right now, and they are only a half a game out of that second wild guard position. Now, I'm going to preface this remark by saying I'm not a believer in that, that second wild card. It's been around for, what, almost a little bit less than a decade now, the second wild card. It, it's to me, kind of bogus, but by the same token, Major League Baseball is considering adding more wild card teams. And they well, will. I don't like it. I do not like it. But, but it is it, it is what it is to use today's vernacular. And uh, the Cardinals are there. They have a chance. They're only a half a game behind the Cincinnati Reds. That half a game will obviously be made up somewhere along the line. But the Cardinals win last night seven to nothing by a guy who is a legitimate, in my opinion, candidate to win the Cy Young, and that's Adam Wainwright. He has really come on. That's his 16th win of the year. He's on a big time streak. He just completely baffled the New York Mets last night when the Mets loaded the bases in the first inning, and Wainwright got out of it. I said to the guys I was with, "This game's over. Forget about it. Cardinals will come back and win." Sure enough, Goldschmidt had a couple of big hits, and the Cardinals who take advantage of situations like that, come away with a 7-0 win. The San Diego Padres, who at one time were running away with the wild card, oh, yeah. burn, they have completely turned into an iceberg. I now. can't believe what's happened in they, San they Diego. They can't do anything. That's crazy. They lost last night in a game in which the San Francisco Giants clinched a wild, uh, not a wild card, but a playoff berth. Now, where it's going to be remains to be seen because if they win the title, hey, great. If they're a wild card team, that's where the Cardinals, if they're to go ahead and be the second team, would play. So we'll see. I think the Cardinals are probably rooting for the Dodgers over the Giants. There's a lot of uh, cross-rooting going on in baseball right now. Can you imagine what the St. Louis Cardinals would be like if they actually had a, a dangerous bullpen right now? Well, the bullpen's begun to come on because Schilt, who has his Mike Schilt parade to the bullpen in every game, has changed his closers. Alex Reyes is now not the closer as such, although he came in last night and struck out uh, three New York Mets with the runners on base that could have tied the game. Very good for him. He's come on. He's a nice kid. Uh, I hope he does come on and pitch. But there's so much more to pitching than just firing the ball past somebody. That's why Wainwright is so good. He's not trying to overpower and these batters who go up there waiting for that big fastball, they don't see it. Speaking of which, I was going to ask you this. Oldest Cy Young Award winner. Come Oh! Oldest one? Boy, I'd have to say probably a Warren Spahn or somebody really? like that. Or maybe a Roger Clemens. Or yeah, somebody. I would think Clemens would probably be the one I would think of. We're going to oh, going to have to look. Oh, man. What do I win? There's got to be something I win here. A date with me. Oh, well. <laughs> Hey, if you've ever been on a date with Ned, you know he's paying, so uh, you can order order a la carte, my friend. The original winner, original oldest one, was Gaylord Perry in 1978, but that record has been broken by 42-year-old Roger Clemens back in the early 2000s, and that's pretty doggone good. 42 years old? Oh, man. And pitch in Major League Baseball, how old is Wayne Wright again? 
Wainwright is 40. Just turned So, 40. yeah, he's he's getting up there too, Moon. Yeah, I definitely think he could win it. Um, you know, I, I kind of wish I was in town over the weekend. I was up in Manhattan, so uh, it was cool to be there for the K-State game and then, of course, the Chiefs game Sunday. But one thing I was missing out on was being here for the Missouri State game, and I uh, hear it was w- very well attended. <laughs> we had over 11,000. I kind of thought there'd be more, but... Uh, I think the, as we go along, it's going to happen. That's the show me state. Yeah, that's show right. Me, well, the Bears did show them. It was a heck of a battle with a very good Central Arkansas team. Now, keep in mind, both those clubs were coming in off games with Division One opponents. Division One A, Central Arkansas with Arkansas State. Central Arkansas lost forty to twenty-one when Arkansas State pulled away down the stretch. The Bears had Oklahoma State on the ropes. Turns out, Mike, that I don't think that Oklahoma State is all that. I think Kansas State's going to whip them. I just don't think they're that good. I hope. I mean, definitely rivalry with the Wildcats, but it makes, uh, we'll see. It makes see no the, difference, yeah. though, because they are still a Big 12 conference team Very and true. a power team, and the Bears had them on the ropes. Anyway, this game on Saturday night, back and forth, especially in the late going, was it five touchdowns in the final three minutes, mm-hmm. something like that. And a 96-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, a 71-yard touchdown bet. It had the fans on the edge of their seats. I mean, it just blow out big time. <laughs> And a really good win. Now, the Bears are off this week and then come back for their conference home opener with South Dakota out of Vermilion, South Dakota. And they are they're That's not, gonna be a they're tough not one of the upper-level teams, but they're pretty doggone good. It should be a lot of fun, and I uh, can't wait to go see a game. Um, last but not least, Ryder Cup. When's that starting? September 24th. And they're playing this year at Whistling Straits up in Nicola, Wisconsin. They begin on September 24th up at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin, and it's a semi-links course. This is one of the youngest Ryder Cup teams that the USA has ever presented. Most of the players in their mid to upper 20s. The old man, my goodness sake, well, 37 years old. And <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks a lot, bud. Uh, right, right on the target. But you know, Steve, my wife said that this week, too. Called me an old man. Oh, no. I know. No, I know. No, no. It's well, happening. It's the, happening. Uh, Captain Steve Stricker has done a nice job of putting this team together, and I think it's going to be a really exciting set of matches coming up. Definitely. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to have someone to talk sports with, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. I will see you tomorrow, sir. Yes, sir.